0: I'm going to start with the word that the Lord gave Wednesday night in prayer. And I think it's important. Those that were there Wednesday night heard it. And I think it's important that the church hears it. And um, this this indeed is a new day. This indeed is a new day. Things being seen that have never been seen before. Just picture some of the things we've never seen before. Amen. Arms growing. That were never there, things that we have never seen before, experiences never experienced before. We're experiencing one of them right now. I'm walking this out as a body as the body of Christ. Amen. Victories never fought. Amen. Joys never forgot. Joys never forgot. But you, O oh Lord, are our Lord. You, O oh Lord, is truly reigning. You, O oh Lord, are never forgotten. You, O Lord, will bring them to naught. Did you catch that? You're not forgotten, Lord, but you are going to bring them to naught. That's the enemies of the gospel are going to be brought to naught. Are going to be brought to naught. Amen? Amen. Okay, I think I'm going to start. (laughs) I've got four pages and we're starting on page four. (laughs) Okay, we're going to start. I want to encourage you in the, in the things of God. Amen? I want to encourage you in what? The battles they fought in the Old Testament. Ha! Okay, let's go there. All right. Um, Matthew. Well, let's just start with Matthew. This is such a good one. My goodness, it's warm in here. Matthew 19, 26. I want you to walk out of here today encouraged. You know, everything we've been teaching for probably at least the six months has brought us to this point right now. We taught on praise, which we just demonstrated that we taught on not looking at the things that you see, not thinking on wrong things. Amen. We taught all of this. Now we're coming to the place where you have to put it all to work in your life as the body of Christ. You have to put it to work. You have to put it to work and, and see God, God's well able to do it, but we have a part to play and we have to pray. Okay. That's good. Alright, so Matthew 1926. 1926. And looking upon them, Jesus said to them, With men, this is impossible. Does everybody know what we're talking about? <laughs> this is impossible. The election thing looks impossible. It looks impossible, doesn't it? With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things. All things. Say all. All things are possible. When God's will is involved, which God's will is involved, and it's not going the way He said it was to go. When God's will is involved, the church gets busy and pray. It's in any situation that you do, whether it's for a family member, whatever, it's not, God doesn't want anybody to perish, but he wants them to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's this church's job to pray them in. It's the church's job, of course, to confess and talk and whatever. But the church's job is to pray them in. So we put to work everything we know that way. We're praying them in, calling them in, Thinking we don't think wrong about them, but we pray them in, in Jesus' name. So a situation that looks impossible. I mean, I've seen those situations that look impossible. Like it's nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. It's the same old, same old. But, you know, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. There's another scripture verse that says the same thing. And it says, to all, with God, all things are possible. And I like to put the two together. With God, all things are possible to him who believes. Amen? I mean that's a, that's a real key. Okay. Okay. With man, it, it, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Amen? Okay. So let's look at 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. For, uh, chapter 20. And this is Jehoshaphat and we've talked about Jehoshaphat but it's always good to keep this all before us you know because we we contend the enemy wants to discourage the church, wants to get the church to looking at the circumstances so we'll not continue to believe God. You remember I talked about how we let go. We, we cast our reel out there to believe God to pull in the manifestation of what God wants. And the minute we look at the circumstance, we drop our pole. So where is what God wants at? It's still out there. We need to pull in this. We need to pull in what God's believing for uh, to manifest. I mean, he he's going to do his part, but the church has to do their part. Am I making myself clear? Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, so we're not going to read all about Jehoshaphat, but and let's look at. Um, I think I start in fifteen. And he said, "Listen, all Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you: Do not fear or be dismayed, because of this great multitude. <laughs> For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. I mean, you know, you know. Um, I had a, a friend just uh, messaged me this morning. said It took 34 days." When Bush was uh, Bush and Gore were, <sighs> tossing or fighting or whatever they were doing for the presidency, it took 34 days. We haven't even began to get close to 34 days. You know what I mean? And yet, I think the enemy's running scared because he had to call it too. He had to call it soon. You know, and that takes me to, I mean, that's, that wasn't another part of my message, but it takes me to something we just saw. Uh, I just saw Saturday morning when we were praying, and that this, there were, you could, I, I see all this scurrying and running going on. Scurrying, scurrying. You know, like ants do sometimes when they're hurrying before it rains. Anyway, all the scurrying was going on. And then I saw this big wall, this big wall, and there was holes about like this, about three to five holes. No biggie, but it's biggie to me. It tells me that the enemy, the enemy is losing ground. We're, we're hitting it. We're making some holes in the dam that's holding back the landslide for revival, yes. holding back the landslide for victory for, yes. for, um, president Trump. See, that's being held back. It's being held back. <laughs> And so I, I, it wants to slop over, but it hasn't quite done that yet. You know, you know what I mean by slop over. Anyway, but so so what the church needs to do is to continue, to uh, continue to command things to be uh, uh, revealed and opened and made clear and made known, so that we can continue to c- cause that wall to come down. Amen. Or it, you know, when you put holes in a dam. Pretty soon you run out of fingers trying to plug the holes. Well, they're running out of fingers to try to plug the holes. And pretty soon it's, it gets weak enough that it just busts. Okay, so so Jehoshaphat. And he said, listen, all Judea, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of the great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow go down, and see, they still had to do something. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jerul. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Have we seen that before just recently in the armor of God? Stand firm. Three times it says in Ephesians, stand firm stand firm. Okay, you need not fight in the battle, station yourselves. That doesn't mean you're going to turn and run. If you if you've stationed yourself and you're standing firm, that doesn't mean you're you're not moved by what you see. You're not going to turn tail and run. You're not going to get fearful and anxious. Standing firm is all of those. You stand firm in what God has told you, what God has said, and what you're what you're supposed to be doing. You stand firm, and you declare the truth of the gospel. You declare the truth about what God has told you. Um, Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Aziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jerul. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves... Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear. Again, he's telling them, do not fear. You know, fear is is an open door. The enemy will run in there and get the fear and, and manifest in fear. Amen. Or he'll run in there on that manifestation of fear. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them for the Lord is with you. See, the Lord is with us. If we, if we know we're on the side of God's will, then God is with us. God brings the victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. We don't have to be concerned anxious. Uh, well, thank you, Lord. He told me this scripture, but you don't need to turn here. But it's in Philippians. If you want to, you can. But I was reminded that when we were doing praise, you know, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving is what we did this morning. Make your requests, your exact request known unto God. And then the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So if you're not in peace, if you're not in peace, you haven't done, you haven't cast a care, you haven't prayed, and you probably don't know God. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. We'll come back to something else there with that in a little bit. Let's go to Exodus 14. I want you to see, I just want you to see you're not... You're not in this by yourself. God is with us. Amen. God is with us. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. And he is the deliverer. He is more than the conqueror. We would just walk in his path. We walk in that in Christ position that makes us an overcomer. Amen. Makes us an overcomer. It makes us an overcomer. Amen. Amen. Exodus 14. Uh, 13. But Moses and this has always been one of my favorites, but Moses said to the people, do not fear. And you know where this is this is is they're coming against them. they just got delivered out of Egypt out of bondage and so then Pharaoh's company is coming after them and they're they're backed up against the Red Sea and Pharaoh's coming and they're going they're blaming Moses, they're just doing everything they can. and so Moses said, stop it. <laughs> do not fear, stand by and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand, stand and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, (laughs) this is so good. I'm probably not going to say everything I'm thinking. The Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. Do you know what I'm thinking? (laughs) I didn't say that. Okay, all right, now. 14, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward, go forward, go forward. March, march, march. Take your territory back. Okay, Uh, Deuteronomy 20 then. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Um, Deuteronomy 20 verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies and you see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt is with you. Now it shall come about that when you are approaching the battle, the priest shall come near and speak to the people. And he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, you are approaching the battle against your enemies today. Do not be faint-hearted. Faint-hearted, you know. You can look at Luke 18.1 talks about not being faint as well. Do not be faint-hearted. Do not be afraid. Do not panic. And do not tremble before them. Do not panic. Do not be afraid. Amen? Okay, so let's look at First um, Corinthians. we're going to go to a New Testament in here. 16 13. First Corinthians 16:13. on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Be on the alert. You know, I've talked about that a little bit before, but when it says to be on the alert, it's your spirit man on the inside that will warn you that you need to be praying about something. He'll let you know. And that's what it means to be on the alert. You're paying attention. See, our enemy is not one of flesh and blood. Our enemy isn't the Democrats. Our enemy isn't... uh, uh, um, well, even Republicans, there's wrong, wrong uh, things there. But our enemy is the spiritual entities that have tried to rule and reign and take this territory and not let the, not let the righteousness reign. Amen? That's our enemy as spiritual forces and principalities and powers and rulers in, in wicked places. I don't think I said that right, but it's okay. But anyway, it, that whole thing needs to be squelched. It needs to be squelched because it's not happening just here. Uh, it's happening in New Zealand as well. And I don't know what other countries it's happening in. But it's not just happening here. There's there's trying to be a takeover so that we can have a one world order. But it's not time for that. It's not time for that. And the church is now rising up. The church is rising up to be bold and to be strong and to be the force that God has always meant for it to be. The church is rising up. Yeah. And... Um, there's going to be, I believe, enough of the church rise up that we're going to be able to get the victory in this. There's still, there's revelation needs to come in areas in the in the in the body of Christ, but I believe that will happen. But there's there's church churches that are rising up and they're preaching the word and they're praying and um, and, and praise God we're 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 going to get the victory, Amen. So so in here it says. Um, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. Okay, let's go to Psalm 31. Psalms thirty-one. Psalms thirty-one. Psalms thirty one. And um and it's verse verse twenty-four, and I, I I like this verse twenty-four, and you can read more of this if you want to, but the verse 24, I wrote it out in the Passion Translation. <laughs> and 24 says, so cheer up. Passion Translation says, cheer up. See, you know, we can, we can, oh, well, I'll stay away from that one. So cheer up. Take courage, all you who love him. Wait for him to break, break through for you. Wait for him to break through for you. All who trust in him. Amen? Amen. Wait for him to break through. So cheer up, take courage, all you who love him. Wait for him to break through for you, all who trust in him. Amen? Amen. So he's, he's we, we just need to be patient. I think that was Kim said that. Uh, and and let, let him do what he needs to do. Amen? Let him do what he needs to do. We need to stay on the enemy's back in prayer and praise and enforce his defeat. And continue to speak in confusion to the enemy's camp. And, and pray that the things that are hidden in the dark are uncovered. The blanket is pulled off of all the unrighteousness in this country. And the right unrighteousness, I believe we will be surprised at some of the unrighteousness. Where, where it's found. Uh, but, it, I mean, I think the Lord will help you with that. If you've been praying in the spirit and praying, um, he'll, he'll help you walk that out. Uh, and, and when that's when that happens, just understand that um, God's done with the unrighteousness. God's done with the sin in the church too. God's done with the corruption everywhere. And so it's time for the church to straighten up, and it's time for uh, us to have a government that is in a right standing position. So don't be um, bothered if you hear of corruption. That's you know anyway. Um, so let's, uh, let's go back to, I want to go to Ephesians now, Ephesians six eighteen, 18, and, and we've been hitting this pretty regular. Um, I had to leave my army guy, my centurion out here. He's, he's pretty faithful to this ministry. <laughs> he's, he likes to be up front anyway. So, um, Ephesians 6. And I, I want to just um, start with a, a rundown down a few things here. I'm going to probably jump around in this. But um, in verse, let's start with 10, Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. See, prayer is where the battle takes place. Prayer is where the battle takes place. And uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, like I was just saying, but principalities, powers, and rulers... And, it, and that's, that's listed there for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, verse 12, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness and the heavenly places. And so all of those, are they are in ranks. They take their orders from the one above, and that one takes his orders from the one above. And there's one main thing trying to be accomplished across this country, and that, that is a one world order type. Situation. Anyway, um, so Ephesians six ten says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Um, your your soldier, your centurion soldier, your Roman soldiers, they had a mindset, and, and you'll see that today in our army. When the guys go into to the battle or go into the army, they have a mindset. It's victory. It's victory. They start, at the, they start at the battle line, but their focus is on the victory line. See, and we, we start, uh, that's where our focus needs to be, is on the victory. On the victory. When you're meditating, do you meditate on everything you're hearing on TV, everything you hear in the news media, everything, are you, are you focusing on that? Or are you focusing on the victory that God has promised the church? The victory. You're focusing on that. That's where our focus needs to be is on that. Okay? So, but his focus was to get to the, the victory line, and that's our focus as well. And so when they're when they're in battle, they don't look back. <laughs> would, would that do them harm? If they took time to look back, wouldn't they? They're not going to see where they're going, and they, they could get hit from the front. Amen? So you don't look back. Um, and, and, and you could apply that in the fact that when you're going after a victory, you don't let the enemy try to tell you where you've missed it in the past. Well, your prayers never got answered before. What makes you think your prayers are going to get answered this time? You don't let him tell you that. You don't let him tell you that because you have the victory. Amen? You have the victory already before you ever pray a prayer out of your mouth because God said you have the victory. But you have to walk it out. You have to you have to speak it out. He says, "I know the things you have need of before you ask." But he says to ask. So the church has to ask. Amen. The church has to ask. So he did not look back. The soldier did not look back. He did not doubt. No doubt is allowed in prayer. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> okay, now I know we can all miss it because I've missed it that way too. If you do repent, pick yourself up, get your sword again and tell the devil what for, you know, tell the devil, Hey, Hey, I missed it this time, but I'm not going to miss it this time. This is what the word of God says about the situation. Amen. Okay. he didn't look at the circumstances. Do you think he was busy looking at what was going on to the left and what was going on to the Right. The word of God says we're not to look to the left or look to the right, but we're to stay focused on him. Amen? So we're not to do that. I mean, if he was looking to the left and looking to the right again, he could get hit from the front and he'd never know it was coming. Okay, so he didn't look to the left or the right. He did not fear. He was so focused on what God was what, what God had told him, you're going to the victory line. You're going to the victory line. I'm not he didn't yield to any fear at all. No fear, no fear, okay? Okay, um, and so the 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 uh, centurion or the Roman soldier, he makes his stand or runs the battle because he knows what the will is concerning the fight. He knows what God's will is. He knows what God's will is. so he's runs to the victory. He runs to the victory. Amen. Okay, so um, so if you see, let's look back here at verse eleven. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm. There's the first stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So put on, put on, and I've told you this a number of times, you don't put it on. It's already there. It's already been given to you in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's go. Okay, I got that. Let's go to Isaiah 59 real quick. Isaiah 59. Whoa, that was good, Lord. Thank you for reminding me. Isaiah fifty nine seventeen. We talked about this one last week, but it is so good. And this is talking about Jesus. Mm. Isaiah 59, 17. And it says, He put on righteousness like a breastplate and helmet of salvation on his head. And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself with zeal as a mantle. According to their deeds, so he will repay wrath to his adversaries, re- recompense to his enemies, to the co-signs he will make recompense. So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And he will make and he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives. Okay, that was a, that was prophetic about about Jesus, but he he had that robe of righteousness. What's it say? play of righteousness and a helm of salvation. And then he had a cloak of zeal. And we talked a little bit about that last week. But see, see, this is what that this is what this represents is a cloak of zeal. Okay, and so so Jesus, if we're gonna step into his in Christ position, we have those things already on us. We don't have to put them on, but what we have to do is yield to them. We have to put them to work in our lives, we have to make a choice to let the helmet of salvation cover our head. We have to make a choice to have the breastplate of righteousness on us. We have to make a choice to use the sword of the Spirit. We have to make a choice to shod our feet with the gospel of peace. We have to make a choice. See, it's like um, it's, it's, healing is already resident within you. It's already been deposited in you, but you have to make a choice to confess, to call it forth, to yield to it, to cause it to manifest. You make that choice, or you can make a choice to say, Oh, oh, I just feel really bad today. I think i got to go lay down. I just can't do that anymore. Oh, I got the headache. I mean, what choice have you made? Huh? (laughs) No, no, but the choice is to stand firm against the schemes and tactics of the enemy and declare your victory because you already have it in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You already have it. You already have it. Amen? Okay, so... Um, so the, the, we, we have all of that resident. We just have to slide into using it. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? We just have to use it. Okay. So, so it says in verse 11, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil for our struggles, not against flesh and blood, but against, we went through all that verse 13, therefore take up. Now again, take up. Again, that's putting it to work, putting it to use. Take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm. Then it says, you're you're doing battle, so you'd be ready to do battle again. There's no break, no break, no break. You know what I mean? As a as a believer, there's no break. I used to think about those times where whew, everything was kind of quiet around. Everything was just quiet. Nothing was going on. And, wow, that was a rough battle I just went through. And, wow, now I'm sure glad I'm through that. And you just sit there and turn on the TV and everything's good, you know? Everything's good. and get a bowl of ice cream and whatever. Everything's good. Nah, nah. Uh-uh. If it's a quiet time and you're in the middle of battle, I mean, and you're at the end of a battle, if it's a quiet time, you don't do that. You build yourself up so you're ready to battle again. I mean, ready, ready to battle again. Because you are the army of the Lord. Amen? <laughs> you are the army of the Lord. So there's, there's, the only time we can rest is when we're resting in the midst of battle, in a place of rest, in a place of peace. Amen? In a place of peace. Everything can be going on all around you, but you can be in a place of peace. Always, always, always. That's, that's your in Christ position, is peace and joy and love. That's the in Christ position. So it doesn't matter on what's going on around you. That's where you are. You're in peace all the time, all the time. And if you're not there, find out why you're not there. Because that's your right. That is your right to be in a place of peace. That's your right. So if you're not there, find out. If you need to build yourself up more by praying in tongues, if you need to build yourself up more in reading your word, whatever you need to do, do find out and do that so that you're ready to do battle. Okay, and it says, um, so we saw stand firm three times there. You know, it's it's if you don't know what God's will is in the situation, is it easy to stand firm? No. No. It's hard to stand firm, isn't it? So that's a real key right off the bat. If you're going to stand, you can maybe get that all on. But if you don't know what God's will is in this situation, it's going to be hard to stand firm. You know, because it says that we're to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And and I'm let's look at that. I believe it talks about, uh, that's First Peter 5. You don't have to turn if you don't want to, but First Peter 5 says to um, humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith. If you don't know what God's will is, you're not going to have faith for it, right? So how can you stand firm if you don't know what God's will is? Hmm? So a big key for this to work is to know what God's will is. So see, we can God's will is His word always. There's generally things we know that are his will, like healing and walking in love and, and peace, and we know those things are all his will. But when we come to a place where we don't know his will, John, turn to John. Um, I think it's just one second. Um, yes, yes, John um, 16... Okay. John 16, yes. John 16:13. So see the Holy Spirit has come to help us. You know, he doesn't do anything or tell us anything but what he has he's heard from the Father, okay? And so John John 16:13 says, but when he, the Spirit of truth, Jesus said, I got to go. So each one of you, we, we go over this and over this, but it's okay because we need to get it down. You know, each one of you has the Holy Spirit. Each one of you is the same as if Jesus was with you walking everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit is walking everywhere you go. So, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will dis- disciples and he will, we'll see. he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. So, so he has the truth. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. So if you don't know what the will of God is in a situation, pray in your prayer language. Ask him to reveal the truth so that you, you know how to stand effectively. Amen? Ask him. He is here to help us. He's here to help us. He's the overcomer in us. Amen? He's the counselor in us. He's the standby. He's the strengthener. He's the intercessor. He is here to help us. Amen? Okay, so so that is uh that is one place where the will of God, you know, when you don't can't find it in the word, you can go to the Holy Spirit or go to God through the Holy Spirit, and He'll reveal to you God's will in the situation. Amen? Okay, so um so it's really important to, um, uh, let's look at James 1 then. It's really important to know what the God's will is in this situation and uh, so that we can. James 1, verse 6. But at him, ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. From the lord can you can you picture this roman soldier not knowing which direction he's supposed to go on the battlefield when we don't know god's will that's what it looks like we don't know what direction we're supposed to go so we're 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 headed this way and that maybe isn't the victory line so it's important to find out what god's will is amen amen okay um that's one of the biggest problems in getting the victory is knowing the will of God. Okay, and so when you get the will of God, you can stand firm. Amen? Okay, so let's see here. Um, let's um, keep going here with Ephesians, I think. Ephesians, back to Ephesians. I just want to hit a few more of these. Um, Ephesians, um 14, we can start there. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Of course, truth, you know, uh, we just talked a little bit about that, having girded your loins with truth. The truth, the bell of truth, everything is held together by the bell of truth, and that's what carries your sword, your weapon as well. And so in addition to all taking up the shield of faith, I don't have that out here today, with which you are able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one, and so, um, so girding your loins with truth uh, is word, praying in the spirit, breastplate of righteousness, which is this part up here in Second Corinthians five twenty one. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, let's. Go ahead and look there. I want you to see this too. 2 Corinthians five You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things that passed away. Then it goes on to talk about um, the new things that come. Verse 21 of 2 Corinthians 5. He made him who knew no sin to be sent on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so we are the righteousness of God in him. So we stand in that position during battle. We stand in that position. Amen. Okay. And then our feet are shod with peace. Do you know, if you look, continue to look there in um, that second Corinthians chapter verse, it talks, or chapter five, it talks about, we become ambassadors. We are ministers of reconciliation. And so the gospel is always bringing peace. The gospel is always bringing reconciliation between man and God. It's bringing reconciliation when you stand in the gap. It's bringing that between people that are in in a, a fight. It's bringing in, in our standing in the gap and in intercession right now. It's bringing reconciliation to this world, to this this country. It's bringing reconciliation or peace to this country. You, you see what I mean? And so, uh, so feet shod with peace, um, then the shield of faith. Um, it's supposed to quench all the fiery darts. We talked about standing, standing and resisting the enemy. Helmet helmet of salvation. And we were just there in Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, make your exact request known unto God. And the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on in verse 8. It says to think on these things. And one of the things is the truth. We're supposed to think on the truth. So when you're doing battle, you don't focus on everything that's a lie. You don't focus on everything that's going wrong. You focus on the truth. You focus on what God has said. Now, God may have given you a word, just like I shared with you, the the wall with the holes and the word that came Wednesday night. God. Will give you a word if you spend time with him. He'll he'll witness in your he'll witness to you a scripture verse. He'll witness to you a picture like I was explaining. He'll witness to you just a uh, stand firm. He, he may just say something simple to encourage you. So when you hear that word from the Lord, that's just as important and relevant as the word of God. If it lines up with the word, the Spirit and the word will always agree. So it has to line up with the word. Amen. So when you get the, when you get that word like that from God, stand on that. Stand on that. Don't let the enemy steal it from you. And then Ephesians 6, 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. I mean, I've talked about that scripture verse a number of times in the last few weeks, but uh, pray, pray, pray. That scripture, verse 18. That's what we're supposed to do with armor. That's what we're supposed to do with the armor of God. Is, is pray. all Using all prayer. All, at all times in the spirit. With all perseverance. For all the saints. And we've talked about. A number of times, okay? And then, um, of course, with the cloak, the zeal of God, we've already kind of covered that. Um, and God is still the zeal of God. The zeal of God. I mean, it's kind of from, for, you saw zeal maybe when we were worshiping. Zeal? The zeal of God? That's the zeal. That's not a flesh zeal. I'm not talking about flesh zeal. Like, yay, we scored a football point you know, or whatever. I'm not talking about that kind of flesh zeal. There's a lot of that around. I'm talking about the zeal of God. I'm talking about God's zeal on the inside of you. And you just want to You're just about ready to explode with praise because God is so good. And God is so great. And we, we, we need to explode with praise. We, we do need to explode with praise. And so that's what that was it, it, in, 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 it's a zeal is a great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an object. My object is victory. And the zeal of God it consumes me to bring about victory for this nation. When I go into prayer, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the victory. I'm all about annihilating this. And dealing with that and commanding this and enforcing this is defeat, this one's defeat, to bring the victory into manifestation. That's what we're all about. We're all about. And that godly zeal, there is nothing wrong with that. I mean, you need to have zeal if you're going to preach the gospel. You need to have zeal if you're going to, if you're going to uh, um Share the, the like Antonio's been doing. He's been preaching, going knocking on doors and and, and uh telling people about Jesus. You have to have that kind of a, a, a zeal to do that. Amen? You have to have zeal. You have to have zeal in every area of your life. I mean in every area of your walk with the Lord. A zeal for the things of God, a zeal for the gifts of the Spirit, a zeal for worship, a zeal. God God's first place, that kind of a zeal. He's first place in my life all the time, not just when I want to, but all the time, all the time, all the time. Just as Jesus hung on the cross. You think that's what he wanted to do? No, but he had a zeal to do God's will. He had a zeal to do God's will. Amen. Amen.